2: In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really?
0: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and
3: tell.
0: Well there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com.
1: Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. For one, it's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Groove with Portia, a weekly conversation for your personal and professional growth. Here's your host, Portia Booker. Hey listeners, welcome to Groove with Portia. I'm your host, Portia Booker. And yes, this is my real name. So question for you. Did you bring your curious mind today? If so, I don't want to keep you waiting. Let's dive in. Happy Friday everybody. We made it. Another successful week right in the end. So, I have a little confession to make or a little story to share with you. So, a few weeks ago, I was a guest on a podcast called The Soulful Conversations. And one of the taglines, which I still hear in my head to this day, it says, "We are here to be the change we wish to see." Let that sink in. So, question for my listeners today. If you want to change the narrative around a problem. How are you contributing today to create a solution? Let that sink in. So today I'm joined by our friends from Second Act organization, whose mission is to change the way people and communities respond to the impact of substance use through theater and drama therapy. So welcome back to group with Portia, Karen Snyder, Chris Everett and Rachel Bender. How you guys doing today? We're doing doing
1: well. Happy to be here.
3: Excellent. Excellent. So I'm going to do this a little different. Karen and Chris know how how excited I get about doing these shows. So I'm going to start with gratitude. So I'll start first. I am grateful today to just be here and to be in the presence of people because I know for a long time when I was struggling mentally, I wasn't able to really be present. I was always either in the past thinking about things I couldn't change or in the future of things that I Anticipate will happen. So I'm just grateful to really be mindful of the present and really enjoy it. Karen, what about you? What are you grateful for today?
2: Today I am grateful for my family. I was able to be with extended family yesterday for Easter, which was really lovely. Excellent. Yeah.
3: Family, family definitely is key. Same with me. My mom, oh my goodness, my mom is so cute. I love the way she was dressed on Easter. Like sometimes she doesn't get as dressed up as she used to be because she doesn't go a lot of places but when she does get dressed up my mom literally looks like the queen of the world definitely what about you Chris what are you grateful for today
0: um I can literally say ditto to what you said Portia um yeah just being able to be with people on really on whatever platform and really I'm really grateful and um and I don't want to take uh, these opportunities for granted by being in a place where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not present, you know, not paying attention, um, judging, doing, you know, other things instead of just being with the people. Uh, so it's something I, you know, I'm going to keep working on because sometimes I do disappear. I'm like, yeah, I'm not here right now. So I'm grateful when I can be, and uh, you know, when I remind myself that this is the best place to be is right here, right now.
3: Yes, yeah. hence why they call it the present, because it indeed is a gift. What about you, Rachel? What are you grateful for today? Oh, I mean, how do I follow that up? It
1: really, I think what I'm really grateful for is, you know, over the last couple of weeks, there are a couple of people in my life who have just made it so, such, such a better place to be in my life, my whole life. Because um, there are people in my life who have demonstrated to me, um, that they got my back no matter what. Um, so I'm grateful for the love and support I have from friends, family, and even coworkers right now, just my whole life. Um, so I'm really grateful for that because that helps me feel like a little more me.
3: You know, they say that you're the average of the five people who you spend the most time around. And My mentors and coaches, I can relate, Rachel, they have just been the most alphanumeric people that I've ever met. Some of them I just met a few months ago. Some of them have been in my life since, God, I'm going to date myself since I was 15. (laughs) 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 And it's amazing to have them surround you and be able to have them relate to you, right? In certain aspects, like we think sometimes when we're acquainted with certain people that they haven't been where we are because in our eyes, their lives are so perfect. Like how could they have went through moments of adversity when they look just perfect, like they just roll out of bed and have on perfect makeup all day, you know? So definitely I can relate there. And so Karen, I'm gonna start with you. You know, when it comes to what you do, right? I, I always love to start these conversations too when it comes to mental health. How do you prioritize self-care, that balance between your passion of what you do and maintaining your well-being while still being able to show up 100% for not just you, but for everyone else?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Part of it is the habits that I have throughout the day um, because of my recovery. Um, You know, one of the things that I do each day is praying to something greater than myself to keep me sober and also have me be helpful and not hurtful. And, you know, then at night saying, thank you. And, and during the day, yeah, moments when, you know, work can get stressful, just like anyone else. Um, whether it's, you know, taking a pause, taking deep breaths, making sure that I'm, drinking water throughout the day, you know, sometimes those really small self-care things that I, I didn't do for a long time are helpful. And also, you know, um, like a quick text or phone call to a friend or someone to help center me again, if I'm feeling off is really helpful.
3: Karen, I can relate to you, especially when I have to force myself a lot of times when I'm struggling to reach out. And I yeah. made a promise to myself and my coaches, like, Portia, if you're struggling, reach out. And sometimes it's hard. It's really, yeah. really hard when your inner critic, for those of you who don't know, I gave, I gave my inner critic a nickname. My inner critic's name is Rump Roast. So it makes me laugh every time <laughs> because you have to give it a name in order to take your power back. And so for me, Karen, like you, I practice gratitude. I also pray. I also practice a grounding meditation. When I find myself going in every other direction, I'm like, oh, I need to be quiet for a minute. So I definitely can relate there. Chris, did you need me to repeat the question? Yes. Okay. No problem. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) I could, so <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> something about self-care, but let's just hear the whole sure. thing. <laughs> so the question is, you're very passionate about what you do. and sometimes our passion be- can become overshadowed by everything, right? So how do you find that balance between what you do and also prioritizing self-care so you don't drain yourself completely?
0: And that is a great question. It's a lot more than I thought, so I'm glad that you repeated it. Um, yeah, balance balance is definitely something that I I I have struggled with over the over the years. You know, um, especially like being a self employed person. There's no like there's no weekend. It's like every day can be a work day. Um, you know, so for me, it really is like just stepping back, getting like, get away from the desk. And, you know, whether it's like, just go downstairs, go upstairs, you know, just like run up and down the stairs. Or um, you know, another thing that really, I find really balances me is journaling. Um, you know, just getting the thoughts that might be running, get them like, out on paper. So good. And, and just taking a breath as well. You know, just like stop and doing some like mindful breathing, or even in the moment, like while I'm doing whatever it is I may be doing, even getting mindful about that can actually, um, you know, be a a form of self-care for me. You know, it's like, wait a minute, what what are you doing? Again, being present, like we were talking about earlier, just being present with what it is. And um, yeah, those are a few of the things that I do. And I grab some tea. <laughs> For some reason, tea just just like, make tea. <laughs> and that calms me down as well. So, um, but yeah, it, you know, it's it's constantly reminding myself that it's also like it's not so drastic everything is everything's gonna be fine everything's fine you know this doesn't have to be completed right this second so a lot of little tricks like that you know Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah 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 chris i can definitely relate there especially with journaling journaling is one of my things that i do daily i have to do what i call like a brain dump Because we don't realize how much information we take in in just an hour. You figure in an hour's time, you could text five friends. You can check several emails. Then you go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you see several videos that can pull at different emotions. So you're like an emotional wreck. So I really have to sometimes journal twice a day, depending on like how much is going on heck hey this is coming from an ex-news person so <laughs> you know so i definitely can relate to the journaling and breathing oh i love my meditation my five minute like grounding meditation that i do twice a day too to bring myself back to the present it's essential and key and i've done it in my car a few times if i'm out and i'm like oh i gotta go in this store and i feel myself going oh i'm like okay Portia, lock the car shut the car off <laughs> turn that timer off for five minutes, do your meditation. And I feel so much better.
0: Yeah. And I'm also going to just borrow something from you, Portia. I think I'm going to name my, um, is it an alter critic? Inner critic? Yeah. I'm going to name mine pizza. Okay. Yeah. Cause every now and again, I'll just say pizza. And I think, um, now it's going to belong to my inner critic. <laughs>
3: Pizza. That that works. Hey, whatever, whatever brings you back to the present moment and gives you your power back. It works. It definitely works. works. It definitely works. Rachel, I'll repeat the question. So you're very passionate about what you do and how do you maintain balance between what you do and taking care of yourself? I love this
1: question just because everyone has such a different you know, go something slightly differently, but I just want to start with saying, I, Portia, I love that you started by saying like you have a name for your inner critic because I was telling my partner yesterday about like, oh yeah, you know, my, my the voice that kind of like inner critic or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, a disorder, what have you. I'm like, it used to be really loud, like, you know, running like 24 hours a day, cable news coverage. And then over the years, it's gotten less and less to, to just be, okay, it's just a website. And now it's just a guy with a megaphone. And now it's just some guy who leaves trash leaflets on my car that then I have to just like look at and then throw away. And, and my partner was like, oh yeah, sounds like that voice in your head is just, you know, yeah. I don't know what, what, what our language is here. It wasn't too bad, but he's like, oh, what a jerk. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah, tell that guy to like kick rocks. I was like, oh. like, thanks, but it doesn't work. But I appreciate the sentiment. Um, so I love the idea of naming the inner critic and just being like, what? Who are you? who are you? Just hanging out in my brain sometimes. Um, but for me, balance. I I need a routine. I have to stick to my routine, and I've even noticed over the past couple years as I move through recovery, as I'm compliant with you know a various treatment plan from different treatment providers um, that routine is so important to me. And even as something as I noticed a change in my weekend routine recently, and it just, it's, it's really hard. So for me, I find myself having to stick to a routine of what happens, you know, when I work out, when I go to work, what I'm going to do, when I come home from work, when I'm going to see my partner, all these things, which, um, I need that because then I can put everything else in knowing that I'm going to have time to myself over here and I'm going to have time with friends over there allows me to balance. Cause I don't do a great job when suddenly the routine is off. And I, I, you know, I know I'm not alone in that, but I think what's given me some, some, some grace in, in a way in my life right now is understanding how important the routine is. Um, because that's, that's what keeps me kind of going. And yeah, there are times I have to do whatever that five, four, three, two, one meditation, five things you see, four things you hear, three things you can touch, like, and I'll try and do that. And depending on the situation, I'll change it. It's always five things I can see. But sometimes if it's like middle of the night, three things, I, four things I can hear is kind of challenging. So I'll like move things around. And I find all the time I'm trying to figure out what those things are by the time I, I have to start over like three or four times. And by the time I'm like starting over the third or fourth time, I'm like, what am I, what, what was I nervous about? What was I anxious about? Like, I'm all right, let's move on to the next thing. So, for me, sticking to a routine and then also those little grounding exercises um, that I find throughout the day, or that's what that kind of helps me kind of keep everything, all the plates spinning, if you will.
3: Rachel, I am also someone who sticks to a very militaristic routine. Uh, my mother is a former army veteran. So my mom passed, I like to make the joke that my mom passed her biological clock down to me. So I'm up at 4 a.m., even on the weekends. Yep, even on the weekends. I get up, because you guys know I have a fur kid named Mr. Fletcher. He can't leave little gifts in the house, so I have to take him outside for P o'clock. So, I mean, I have to stick to my routine too, because when I'm off of my routine, that's when I have a hard time getting back into my swing of, okay, I'm up at four. Fletcher goes out by 4.30. I come back in. I do my gratitude, my prayer, my meditation, you know, my manifestation journal, make my breakfast. Breakfast is done by, you know, 5.30 or 6. I eat breakfast. Then from, you know, from seven between all the way up until 10 o'clock, that's Portia's time, whether it's reflection, doing my workout, playing with Fletcher, you know, whatever it is. So I can definitely relate that, a routine is essential especially when you're on a healing journey like that has been my like saving grace has been a routine because if I just let my mind kind of like wander then it finds little negative things to nitpick at so it, it goes back to the inner critic thing naming it to take your power back so I'm like uh-uh rump roast, I ain't got time like they say, bye Felicia bye rump roast bye so <laughs> I definitely can relate there. So, Karen, I know you've probably been waiting for this question. I've been waiting. There is a special event that you are hosting. If you don't mind, please share with our listeners about your upcoming event on May the 1st.
2: Yes. So we have a May 1st fundraiser for Second Act and because we enjoy challenging ourselves, we have it at three different locations. So we've got one fundraiser in Cleveland, one fundraiser in Boston, and one virtual fundraiser. And we are so excited because this is our first, really, the, the Boston and Cleveland locations are our first in-person events to really welcome Second Act um, as a newly merged organization of both Improbable Players and Coast to organizations that, again, as Portia shared our mission using theater and drama therapy to address substance use disorder. So we are really excited. One of um, our new programs that we're going to be showing one of the, um, one of our new videos is about our digital education programs. And we're really hoping to bring those into colleges in the fall, um, in New England, as well as Ohio. And so we are really just wanting everyone who is available on May 1st to, attend either in person or attend our virtual one. Um, Also, the last bit of info that I'll get people excited about is that we are going to be doing a creative activity during this fundraiser. Yes. So an interactive activity. A lot of people, when they go to fundraisers, they think, okay, you know, maybe could be a little boring, but No, we're shaking things up We're we are showing we are going to show people what we do and allow them to be part of an interactive activity that we do not only with our actors, not only with students when we go into um, recovery high schools. We do these different activities with students, and also before and after the performance, our actors are doing some of these drama therapy exercises for themselves because the content that we are performing for um, is is a very heavy. It's heavy material, and our actors need to take care of themselves because they all have lived experience.
3: And so Karen, for our listeners who are tuning in, if they are interested in registering or attending, is there a website where they can register or social media that they can, you know, tune into the festivities if they're not able to attend as well?
2: Yes. So I'm going to say it and then I'm going to spell it out. Because again, you know, we like to have a little challenge here. So the website is wearesecondact.org. So that's W-E-A-R-E, the number two, N-D-A-C-T dot org. So that's our main website. And you'll see right on the front page, May 1st fundraiser. And when you click there, you can go to the website to to click on which city or virtual fundraiser you'd like to go to. Excellent, excellent. I'm gonna
3: turn this question over to Chris and, and oh, Chris, you wanted to say something? Yeah, go ahead. can I
0: just add something yes. about the fundraiser that it is happening um, East Coast time from two to four PM and so if you're like on the West coast, it might be a little bit early, but that's okay. Come anyway, it'll be a really good time. Or if you're in another time zone, that's fine. Maybe it'll be later. Just come two to four East coast time. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Chris. No, seriously, that people need to know what time because you don't want people to show up at what, 3.59. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's <laughs> over with. Because I a little funny story, a friend of mine had a baby shower a few years ago, and the baby shower, I think, was from noon until four, something like that. And I think somebody read the invitation wrong, and they showed up at 358 when everything everybody was packing up. They came in all excited to celebrate. They were like, hey, y'all, I'm here to party, and everybody's looking at them like, the food is completely empty, all the gifts are unraveled. so it's very important to know the time. Thank you for that, Chris. Chris and Rachel, this is a question for both of you. What are you both excited about this year being a part of the fundraiser that maybe wasn't available last year? Chris, did you want to start? I know I had the opportunity to attend uh, last year, and I got to meet both you and Karen, and so what are you excited about the most this year? Will you be here in Cleveland this year, or will you be in Boston?
0: I will be part of the Boston um, fundraiser for the whole company, and I'm really psyched to be there in in person and to do the creative activity. I'm going to be in charge of a little bit of that. So, So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting
3: people involved. Excellent, excellent. What about you, Rachel? What are you excited about this year for your fundraiser?
1: Um, I like Chris said. I think the the creative exercise. I think that's so important because um, even in some of the you know team meetings, we have doing these these drama therapy related exercises. Are it's stunning um, even like how how much vulnerability it kind of requires participants to have. And I think what's really exciting is that like yes, being vulnerable is challenging. It's part of the whole name of it. Um, But, you know, those out there who are interested in what Second Act does or want to support it get to see a little bit of it because, um, you know, I have friends and family who go, oh, you know, I'll post about it on social media and all friends and family go, oh, we want to come to this. We love, you know, when you tell us about what you do with Second Act, we think that's so great. We think it's so valuable. You know, I've even mean, have friends of friends who are teachers go, oh, we'd love to have something like that in our school. But to use the the creative exercise to kind of see like well this is what it's like it's not just the production it's not just the stage production the 30-minute show and the 15-minute talk back there's there's can be more to it than just hey this is what substance use disorder can do to a family recovery is possible and there are resources out there and your family deserves to recover and you deserve to recover but then also some tools that individuals can use um in in their own lives and in their own communities. I think that's just a great thing that people are going to be able to take away from the event.
3: I love that you brought that up, Rachel, especially when it comes to interactive stuff, because I think in the world we live in today, we tend to have a already painted picture of what, you know, addiction and that looks like. And it's hard for people to shift their mindset around seeing that recovery is possible. And what does that look like? We're, we're so accustomed to seeing recovery as being one parallel thing. And it's not, I mean, I'm a witness to how, you know, recovery, especially coming from a mental health perspective can even be different. I mean, knock on wood, I've been medication free for three years and it's been a trial and error journey to get to where I am, but it was worth it, you know, by having the right therapist, by having the right coaches, by having the right support system is what gave me that leverage to be the person you see today, you know, to openly speak about it. So I love what you brought up there, Rachel. I thank you for that. Well, Karen, you got me excited. Karen, what are you excited about? I mean, obviously, this is like your baby. You've been a part of this from the very beginning. What would you say outside of the interactive
2: activity that
3: you're really excited about?
2: I'm really excited for for people who maybe have heard about our organization, but maybe haven't seen a performance or don't really know what we do when we when we say we use theater, you know, to to be able to be impacted the way that I've been impacted, not only by being in performances in the past, but even today, like watching a show, I was able to watch Rachel actually in a show that we performed in Columbus about a month ago, Um, you know, being able to be in an audience and watch on stage a performance where you see how people are affected by substance use in such subtle and not subtle ways. And that we know how impactful it is for youth, but to get adults to the fundraiser to to see the impact so that they can then share this more with school contacts that they know. That's what I'm excited about. Are those continued connections?
3: And the continued spreading of awareness, because the way I also look at addiction, it's almost like a cancer diagnosis. It doesn't just affect the person. It affects their families, their friends. You know, it's, it's a struggle to watch them, but also you're trying to care for yourself while also trying to care for this loved one as well. So I'm, I'm excited am excited. For this, I mean, I had the opportunity to attend last year and I just enjoyed it to pieces. I felt like it was 90s nostalgia, like going to the drive in, like
2: what?
3: You know, tuning in on the radio, finding the right dial, getting the static and all that. Oh, As you can tell, I'm dating myself, but that's okay. If you guys see me flying down 90, going on a road trip, and you see me singing 90s music, don't judge me, okay? That is my way of self-care and bringing myself back to life. Oh, my goodness. I knew this conversation was worth the wait. We are going to be wrapping up here soon, and I always love having all of you on. I do, because we have to keep the conversation going. You know, that is how we heal, that is how we get the message out there, and that is also how we be the change agents that we wish to be in this world. So we're gonna be wrapping up, like I said, and I always love to save this question for last. Karen and Chris, you both are very familiar with this question. So I'll I'll start I'll start with you, Chris, this time first. What words of inspiration can you leave with our listeners today, Chris? Whether it's someone who is once in your shoes, and they wanna make a change in their life or someone who is a family member of a loved one who has struggled with addiction. What words of inspiration can you leave with them today? Go ahead, Chris.
0: I would say even when you feel like you're alone and you're the only one who might be feeling the way you're feeling or going through what you're going through, That's the time to reach out to somebody because you are not alone and um, you're loved and you're valued. Even if you don't feel it in that moment, you're loved and you're valued. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say.
3: I, I definitely feel that, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. What about you, Rachel? What words of inspiration can you leave with our listeners today?
1: If I could tell a little story behind this, if you'll grant me that moment. Um, when I was uh, going into my senior year of high school, I had a friend who was a year ahead of me, so she was going go off to college, and it was her last night in town, and she's at my house, and she says to my parents, she's like, okay, well, I'm leaving for college in the morning. Do you have any advice? And my parents were like, um... We, you know they said something whatever and we're walking out of the house because i'm going to drop her off at home my dad comes running out and he stops her and goes juliet Juliet, I, I do i do no matter how far a path you go down you can always turn around and it is and here we are like i'm i turned 30 last year you know seven you know, 13 years later it's still like it, it 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 chokes me up in this way that it's one of the most profound things that i've ever heard and when i told my dad that story like 10 months ago he goes "huh i said that?" <laughs> i was like "yes the best thing i've ever heard in my life wasn't was said by my father to one of my friends wasn't even to me and it's just you can always always turn around
3: yes indeed you can yes indeed you can Go ahead, Chris. I know you wanted to add something.
0: I'm sorry.
1: I do.
3: Um,
0: my mom sends us text messages every morning to the family. We have this family thread going. And literally, she sent that one today. No matter how, what, how far you've gone down the path, you can always turn around. So I, hello. Wow. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody That's- needs to hear this
3: today.
1: Yeah, someone needs to hear that. And it's, it's, it's so true. And it's so powerful.
0: Yeah.
3: Wow, we must all be on some like divine wavelength or something. I don't know what to call it, the master connector or what, but (laughs) nothing happens by random chance. Karen, what words of inspiration can you leave with our listeners today?
2: I would say that there is a lot of help and support out there, whether You have, you know, a friend or family member who's struggling, or you yourself are struggling. um, That there's, there's a lot of support out there for you.
3: Yes, yes, I agree with that. Whether it's your tribe, your your family, you are so right that the help is there, and also believe in yourself too. You know, you, there is no path that you go down that is too far that you can't turn right back around. Because if you wish to be the change that you wish to see in this world, it starts indeed with you. Well, everybody, that was Karen Snyder, Rachel Benders, and Chris Everett of Second Act That You Heard From. And that concludes another episode of Grew with Portia on this Feature Friday. Thanks for listening and have a great and awesome weekend, everybody.